Hey, this is Carrie from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expecting Ariel's podcast, now part of the Digent family of podcasts. Hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for joining me today. It has gotten cold here in LA. Finally, we are catching up to the rest of you guys with winter. Um, hope Halloween went great. And this week we were in the midst of our midterm elections here in America. So lots of news happening this week. And we still are on pins and needles. Um, I am a political junkie myself, so I'm paying lots of attention. Uh, before we get started in the show notes, uh, roll it out, 60-minute live virtual myofascial release class with balls, foam rollers, etc. is now currently happening. Uh, we've kind of settled on 7 p.m. Pacific time on Sunday evenings. It is it is the answer of to how you're going to get this rolling done every single week for aerialists and non-aerialists. Your, your uh, family members will get a lot of this out of this too. So uh, go to the show notes. really easy to sign up for the student portal as well as aerial rehab if you're interested in that. Uh, it's meant to be the bridge between PT and the air. So if you are recovering from pregnancy, surgery, injury, etc., check that out. All right, guys. Today we have Kaylee Sachs. She was introduced to me um, by Kimberelli Simonetti, who is the owner of Upline Yoga. She is one of the Bean likes to sing in the background now to her headphones. So we're going to be enjoying that <laughs> in our in our next uh, twenty twenty three version of this podcast. Bean is growing up. Uh, so Kaylee, she is an instructor over there at Flying Yoga here in LA, and she is in her fourth trimester of her first pregnancy. So fresh baby, first baby. And, uh, I check in on her to see what the experience is like. And she also has a full-time job in digital marketing. So trying to balance taking breaks from this and that and, and, um, getting that momhood time in. And what that feels like the first time around for her. All right, guys. I uh, can't wait to have you meet her. Let's get started. Recording. Recording. Kaylee, how how many weeks postpartum are you? Hi, I am uh, coming up on three weeks this Saturday. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for carving out the time. This is like, we call, I call this time and I don't mean it to sound bad, but I call uh-huh. it, um, uh, this, uh, the place between, um, hell and heaven or hell and yep. earth. Yep. <laughs> What's it called? What is uh, it called? I'm, it's called purgatory. Oh yes. Okay. There we go. <laughs> You're in purgatory. That time Pretty felt much. like purgatory to me. You're not yeah. sleeping. You're getting used to it. Is this your first child? It is, yes. Okay, so it's like like it's your life new. is completely changed. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're trying to like breathe. You're trying to like keep your head above the water. So how are you feeling today? Yeah, so today um, I'm feeling good right now. Uh, because, you know, luckily I have my husband who has been amazing, uh, you know, an amazing partner during this time. Um, and I feel very lucky because 
he's been able to take time off of work and be here at home with me. Otherwise, I don't know, you know, how I would survive. Um, so last night, my daughter, Quinn, was up just all throughout the night. And it, it, I literally could not put her down for, you know, more than 30 minutes between between feedings. Um, and this is the most fussy she's been. So it's kind of like the first that we're experiencing this before she would let us sleep for, you know, like three hours in between and we kind of trade off. But luckily my husband um, took over kind of at 4.30 and let me sleep 4.30 to 8.30. Um, and now he's sleeping. So, so I uh, was very tired last night and, um, you know, test your patience, but, but you love them. Well, and you get to the point where like, you get to the point where like you're so delirious mm-hmm. th- that like I remember being on the bouncy ball because like the yoga, the physio ball, I could bounce her and she could go to sleep. But then when I tried mm-hmm. to transfer her down right. to the crib, right, she would wake it back yeah. up. And then That's I had the to thing. get back on the bouncy ball. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. It was like I would feed her and she would, I, I honestly feel like it's more of a comfort thing. Um, so I don't know if there's something else going on, like, you know, maybe diaper rash or something is causing her to be more fussy. And then she gets on my boob and it's like a comfort thing and she'll just fall asleep there. And then I'll try and transfer her to the bassinet and immediately she'll, she'll wake up. So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like I remember like maybe the second or third time I tried to do that in one night, I get back on the bouncy ball and I almost fell over. Yeah, you're so tired. You're falling asleep. Right, right. So I'm I'm with you. It it was a while ago for me, but man, Mm -hmm. those days, because our being like, I just started and they and they just tell you not to. They tell you not to and I have anxiety. So it was so hard for me. But after a while, I just kept her where she was on my chest and tried to lay down and sleep with her because I just didn't have any other choice. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally get it. <laughs> Mom laying there in bed yesterday, feeding her, thinking I could just fall asleep, but you know I'm not supposed to. So, <laughs> no, it's so uh, the what is it called? Sids, Sids, mm-hmm. Sids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh my goodness, they, you know, the doctors, they're very serious about it. So, anywho. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being here, even though you're in purgatory. Um, of course. Thank how you for is your, How is your, besides the sleeplessness, uh, how, how's your pelvic floor? How's your body feel? Did you have a C-section? No, I didn't. I had um, vaginal birth. And um, okay. yeah, so I did have a, a tear. So I have stitches. So I'm recovering. But, um, but everything is feeling pretty good. Um, yeah, I feel like it's been, I've been pretty lucky uh, really throughout my entire pregnancy and the delivery experience um, and now recovery, everything's going pretty well. And, um, you know, I do have, I'm, I'm, I'm off of work right now because I, I have a full-time job in addition to, you know, doing aerial. Um, so I took maternity leave. I'm on my third week now. So I'm lucky in that sense that I can stay home and recover um, but I've been going on little walks here and there, uh, which has been great. And I'm really excited to start Ariel up again, but that's going to be, you know, 
a couple more weeks that I have to wait for that. But it's been going well. I'm feeling good. Um, Kaylee, what do you what do you do like for your your muggle job? Yeah, I um, I'm a social media manager for a digital marketing firm. I've been there for gosh, like eight eight years now, I think. Um, so it's my oh. nine to five. Yeah, and I love it. I really love it. Um, and then and then obviously I have you know the aerial as well, and uh, I'm an aerial instructor at at Upline Yoga, although I'm on a break <laughs> until I can get back to normal. Did you, uh, did you, were you able to train throughout your pregnancy? So, yes, I trained until about, uh, I think six months I was doing aerial hammock and rope. Those are my things. Um, and then, yeah. And then after that, I mean, that's when I really just started to feel like I I couldn't handle the classes anymore because. Um, there was so much that I couldn't do. I was so limited in what I could do. So that's when I pressed pause on the, on the classes. I did, however, kind of train on my own, just really simple stuff during um, like that next month uh, and then completely stopped after that. That's pretty good, though. That's pretty good. Uh, I had to stop because I had a low-lying placenta, so it stopped me mm-hmm. about 20 weeks in, but I would have loved to go on for a little longer. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, then hopefully you get to go back to it. Do you miss it a lot? Oh, my gosh, yes. Or is it, like, not <laughs> like, even in your brain? Okay. No, I totally miss it, and I think that's honestly one of the hardest parts of, of my pregnancy is just not being able to do Ariel because that's, like, for me and for a lot of people, I'm sure it's, it's like our escape and our happy place. Um, so, you know, like physically you want to stay fit and then also mentally you want to have that thing that brings you joy. So um, I definitely miss it and I'm really excited to get back to it and see uh, how much strength I still have. Yeah. Are you able to teach uh, without demoing? Because I did that through my entire pregnancy because I wasn't right. able to do stuff. Yeah. You know, for is me, that something I, that you like doing? I mean, I think I would like it, but I, I think for myself, I just decided, and it was pretty early on in my pregnancy. Um, just once I started, you know, getting that belly, uh, I just needed a break from teaching because maybe it's just because I have my full-time job and I, I'm such a workaholic. I have like all of these little extra things going on, um, little side projects and stuff that it was, it was just becoming a lot. And so I had to take a break from the teaching. Um, I kept doing aerial on my own and training, but I did take a break from teaching pretty early on. Yeah. You know, there's, that's the difference though, because (laughs) as I hear people with real jobs, 40 hours a week is so tiring. Like, yeah. I have um, I have a student. She just got a new job, and you know, I asked her. I was like, "How are you feeling?" She's like, "I feel like I have zero time for my own life." Um, mm-hmm. And this because yeah. she she was unemployed for a while because of the pandemic, and then she finally got a job. And you just come home, especially on a Friday night, and you're just you're tapped out. And I don't know if it's because of the hours or because you're doing it. For someone else, I guess, I, mm-hmm. I guess, even if you love your job, right? I think even more mm-hmm. exhausting if you don't love your job. But um, right. 
Yeah, I, I feel like being pregnant and having a 40-hour a week job, even though you're at a desk, I mm-hmm. feel like that would be the most mentally exhausting thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, there's just not enough time in the day to fit everything. And then, like you said, just being pregnant on top of it adds adds to it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then, you know, for me too, like... Um, I, I often put in extra, like more than I should. <laughs> it's hard for me to, to not do that. So um, it was, yeah, really taking up a lot of the time and I just needed time to focus on myself. Yeah, so that whole thing that's going around the memes about quietly quitting your job, that is not something that you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. No, that's you're not like me. Go- doing the opposite, <laughs> which is which is amazing. Uh-huh. Well, well, the thing is, too, is it's so the company is my father's. Um, and so you'd think I'd be like, you know, I'd, I, I'd get away with a lot more, but it's actually totally the opposite. And I feel like I need to, to do more to prove like, you know, I earned this position and I work really hard. Um, and that's yeah, that's just me. So I'm not I'm not just like <laughs> getting by. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's my dad's company. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and I don't know if you have these answers for yourself yet, because I feel like it is a long process, but how are you doing with uh, kind of a shift in identity now, going from not being a mom to being a mom? Right. Has, has it has it yeah. has that plane landed yet or is it in the air like circling no, no. yet yeah yeah no I was just gonna say that it it really hasn't hit me yet that I'm actually a mom and I, I'm like when is the time that I'm gonna be like okay wow yeah I'm a mom like it doesn't feel much different to me yet aside from the fact that I, I you know I have this human to take care of of course and it's taking up all of my time but um, I don't feel different in that, like, I'm a mom. Um, so it hasn't really hit me yet. Okay, so when I gave birth, like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know, like six months later, Mother's Day came around. Mm-hmm. And everybody was wishing me happy Mother's Day. And, mm-hmm. like, I... I remember saying to my sister, like, I don't really feel like I'm, I don't, ha- I don't have my card yet. That's what I said to her. Yeah. Like I didn't, and this was much uh, like months after the time that we're talking about for you. Right. I was like, I, right. I, don't, I don't have my card yet. Like, I feel like my card hasn't arrived in the mail that I'm a mom because mm-hmm. um, it just felt like I hadn't, I don't know. I don't know what it was that made me feel that way. And she said, well, you definitely have your card because you're doing the hardest part of it. <laughs> like right. the first year right. is the hardest part because you're trying to keep, keep a human alive versus mm-hmm. all the other things that we do when we're moms, like keeping, especially, uh, you're, you're breastfeeding. Yeah. Yes. Especially uh-huh. because you're breastfeeding. It's actually like you gave birth to the baby from your body and then, the baby's literally surviving off of your body. So yes, Mm -hmm. you deserve all the accolades of Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was a while until, I think it was when her personality started coming out, honestly. 
yeah. that I started yeah. feeling that way. Yeah. But then kind of uh, in the same realm of this, but a different chapter of it, I really struggled with when it comes to like, like now my job is to take care of her. Whereas before, like I had my life. Right. Like I could leave the house whenever I wanted to. That, that part was really, really hard for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge shift. So uh, yeah, I feel like I'll definitely start to feel that soon. Um, maybe it's just because there's, there's like no time to adjust right now. It's like, I'm just going, going through it. I'm still trying to enjoy it. You know, there's, I'm still enjoying the, the moments, but I feel like my days consist of breastfeeding, pumping, changing diapers, holding her. So <laughs> there's like not much time right now to, to realize, oh, okay, I'm a mom. Um, but I think, yeah, once, once things start to settle and I want to go out and, but I can't, I might start to hit me a little bit more then. Yeah. And, and for me, it was exacerbated because she was born October of 2019. And then Mm -hmm. six months later, shut down for the pandemic happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's a challenge. (laughs) Well, in a way it's like my partner was working less and we were home. So right. there was kind of a quietness of that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I didn't, wasn't able to bring my child into a grocery store until recently, you know, comfortably, right. blah, blah, blah. So um, yeah. And I, I right. call it, I call it purgatory because it's true. Like all these things that we're talking about, shift of identity. Now you're a mom. You weren't a mom before. This is also the reason why I feel like having your first like, if I were to have a second baby right now, it would be hard, but not in the same ways. Because you're already used to being a mom. Mm-hmm. Like, you already have that training. And you're just adding another element. Yeah. Whereas, going from not having a baby to having a baby. Um, and you're in this place where you don't have time to think about it. No. It's incredible that you had time to get on a podcast. <laughs> because that, 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 like, grind of... Of feeding, changing, sleeping, feeding, changing, you know, like, is just, is just what you're doing. Um, Did you have any, how is the, how's the breastfeeding? It's going really well, actually. Um, So yeah, I feel, I feel, yeah, I feel grateful about it. I, um, you know, at the hospital, they have a lactation specialist who visits you and gives you some tips. And then um, our pediatrics, uh, office they also have a lactation specialist that we've gone to twice and um she said that that my daughter Quinn um does really well that she latches well that she's efficient um so it's it's working out pretty great right now (laughs) yeah um my child also latched like it was natural to her all Mm -hmm. the techniques and tips that I learned online and stuff they didn't I even need it she like just latched on and I I um I thought to myself, like, awesome. the women who have trouble, like, they must not have this, like, automatic suction cup of a mouth mm-hmm. that's happening with my child. And right. then I couldn't um, relate to those women 
And I guess I still can because she, yeah. she was like, I mean, she would find that latch. Like she would run her face into my chest and find the latch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So. Um, the head back and forth stitching for the boobs. <laughs> I have a friend that uh, she, he was carrying his like two and a half year old. And the kid was mm-hmm. still nursing and he was, he, he had him in a, in like a carrier. He poked his head into the bathroom. His wife was taking a shower, getting out of the shower and she was naked just to have a, um, tell her something. The child launched himself out of the carrier onto the mom and latched through, oh the, crack, through the crack in the door. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny wow <laughs> so that there's people there's there's kids like that but then you're pumping um as well yes i am yeah so that my husband dan um ah, can, can you know feed her a bottle every once in a while mostly in the middle of the night so i can have a moment to sleep <laughs> okay so your child is also taking a bottle she is yeah oh my god this is great I know she's she's incredible for the most part. Yeah, she's been really great. I feel very lucky. Um, yesterday was a hard night. Yeah, and I'm sure I'll have more of those. Yeah. Um, but but for the most part, she's been really great. Oh my god! I feel like for the podcast, there needs to be some stories like this because there's <laughs> a lot of stories of like complete s show. Nothing's working. Right. Everything's going wrong. There needs to be some better examples. Kaylee, can, can, do you mind if I ask you how old you are? Yeah, no, I'm 30 years old. Okay. Yeah, there's, it seems to be that the greater number of the women that I talk to who are not over 40 are having a little bit of a smoother time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh interesting yeah yeah i i just i don't know i don't know what it is maybe you know the body <laughs> the body wants to give birth at like 19 years old i know you know yeah that's the thing our bodies are made to like are super ripe when our minds and our emotions and, and our lives and our careers are not so not ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not yeah. ready. But um, yeah, I feel like this is a good time. I felt like 30 was a good age. I always wanted to be, I thought I wanted to be like a young mom because my mom had me when she was 24 and we have an awesome relationship. And then I get to that age and I'm like, well, that's not happening right now. And <laughs> keep pushing it off. And I feel like 30 was a really good age. Me and my husband got married um, in October of 2021. Um, although we've been together for 10 years. Um, so it was about time and yeah, 30 was the perfect time. So yeah. And happy. were you guys, were you guys, is, was this a planned pregnancy? Yes, it was. Yeah. We had, you know, he's, he's a little bit older as well. Um, so we were both ready. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. Um, I, I, I feel like, I feel like you should go off and pump a boob or something. Um, Oh but, my gosh. but thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like we 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 had a nice little chat, and um, yeah, Kaylee works at a. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun to <laughs> have a moment to myself. So thank you. 
yeah and you're at upline yoga and i'm sure you'll be back soon um you know maybe i'll check back in with you like in a couple months and we can okay yeah absolutely we can talk about uh you getting back in that that'll be fun (laughs) yeah love it all right thank you so much kaylee for carving out the time especially in this time it is it is such a grind uh feed poo burp or feed burp poo sleep on repeat breastfeeding pumping trying to get little you know, grabs of three hours of sleep here, four hours of sleep there, if possible. It's it's a it's a hard time. It's a beautiful time as well. And uh, I, along with our community, here appreciate you for sharing your story with us. And um, to my listeners, if you go to the show notes, you can find links to roll it out. Aerial Rehab, my full beginner to intermediate course, and the free mini course if you just want to check out my teaching style, free of charge, uh, easy to log on to the student portal. For those Americans out there uh, having a a week of waiting and waiting, uh, I am with you. I'm in the same boat. I'm really interested to see what happens um, and what the rest of the country thinks about which direction we should be going. So there's that. Also, if you just love the sound of my voice, Greener Grass is always up and running. Every other week, we have a check-in with me and, oh, Bean is singing, a check-in with me and Kelly McVeigh, my co-host, and then we bring on some amazing guests. Really broad compared to this one. This one's super niche, that one. We talk about anything and everything, bring on so many diverse voices so you kind of get a peek into a window into other people's lives and other people's perspectives. Uh, so I hope to surprise you there every every other week. And um, yeah, so just thinking of you guys, keep warm out there and I'll see you guys next time over and out. This is the Expecting Aerialist part of the podcast. Uh, 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 uh,